Um, there's, I don't know if you've seen last weekend, there's something I want to ask you about, right? This last weekend, there was a fight, Luis Ritson against uh, Miguel Vasquez. I don't mm. know if you've seen the fight. but I didn't, I didn't see that fight. The people were complaining about the outcome of the fight, right? It was, and it was that one where the judge was like... Yes, that's what I want to show you. So if okay. I show you this, brother, if you just... I, I, Right, but I heard a lot of I heard a lot of uh, commotion about maybe the judge being on the phone. During yeah. The now, did they find out whether that was a ringside official or was it a actual judge? Because you know, there's so many different officials that sit around the ring. There are three judges. Yeah. But so many different people that sit around the ring. So was it an actual judge that was in his phone? So the guy oh. that was on his phone is Terry O'Connor, who's been a judge for a long time. So mm-hmm. uh, pretty confident he he was judging that fight. If I show you the picture, right, don't say nothing because there's a video as well. And I think the video shows a lot more than meets the eye. That's the thing about social media as well. I can show you something and it doesn't really tell you the story. It tells you yeah. half the story. So I'm interested to see what you think of this. I'm, this is the first time I'm sharing something on this. So hopefully this goes right. So about, can you see that? Yeah. So that looks like a phone, right? Right. So I'll show you, show you this as well. So one sec. I'm going to show you this. Okay, what do you make of this? So if you look, can you see that? Yeah, I can see. Okay, I'm going to press play. Now, what does that look like to you? Is that a scorecard or a phone? Oh, that looks like a... If you look at it, it bends. I, I don't know about any phone that bends. Yeah, yeah, it looks flat like a lottery ticket. Yeah, so I'm thinking... Was he looking at a scorecard? What do you think? I mean, it doesn't look like a phone in a video, but then with the, with the way that they've put it in the picture, mm. only he knows that though. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's the yeah. thing. I don't know, would you have some, cause he's kind of glanced over and looked back at the fight. Would you have a problem with that? If someone done that at your fight, looked over at the scorecards and it looked straight at the fight? I mean, uh, first we would have to review his scorecard as opposed to everyone else's scorecard mm-hmm. and then look at the fight again. Um, you also have to look at the fact of was he doing it all night or was it that one moment? Because I don't think that one moment during one round would sway the decision of us. So they would probably have to go back, review the whole fight, check camera angles and see if he was often on his phone and wasn't attentive, if that was a phone. If it was a phone, see if he was on it all, all night. I don't think one motion, because people see him do something like that and they'll look like he's on his phone and they'll swear he was on his phone all night because most humans can't be off of their phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> but everybody's thinking, well, I know if that was me sitting there and I saw something in my phone, I'd have probably been in my phone all night. So I know he was in his phone. You know what I mean? That's That's why people are saying that. Cause they know they be at work ducking their boss when they're on their freaking phones. So, <laughs> so I I would say this: um, review the tape, make sure it was a phone. Um, if it wasn't a phone, leave it alone. If it was a phone, if he did it a lot off and on all night, then maybe he should be you know um, excused from judging again, because that's you know you're taking someone else's life. And, you know, their livelihood and how they make money and, and the choices you make based on their performance can sway yay or nay for them. So you're a very intricate part, but very important part of this, this, this you know, this sport. So um, if 
if it was a phone and they see that he was looking at it more than twice, more than two, three times, it's like, I, you know, you violate, you know what I mean? If it wasn't a phone, leave him alone. If it was a phone and it was at one time, I think they should let him slide. Nobody's perfect. You know what I mean? If it happened at one time during one round, that doesn't mean it happened all 12 rounds or all 10 rounds. You know what I mean? It wasn't that he wasn't attentive the whole fight, maybe that one moment. And I don't think that one moment sways three or four different scorecards. But, you know, we don't know. I think we should stay out of other people's business. You know what I mean? There's so many people out here running their mouth about it. You know what I mean? Like, I think we should let the boxing officials handle that. And I'm praying that the boxing officials in the boxing world, you know, handles that accordingly, simply because of, I mean, it's boxing. You know, I mean, this is people's lives. So, do you not think that judges should say if it's? I, to be honest with you, I think that's a scorecard. Yeah, that's I don't think I don't think it is a phone, but it could be, and that's what, like you said, the botching border control is going to take care right. of. Right, take care of that. But yeah, like, um, it looked like a lottery ticket. It does. It looks flat. It bends. I don't have a phone that bends. I never seen a phone that bends. But who right. knows? He might be. He might be ahead of us all. But like, no, right. uh, <laughs> if it is a phone, though, that's bad because these guys are putting everything on the line that night and it yeah. means so much a loss can mean a lot a win can mean a lot yeah it's, it's bad man so if he's doing that that's really bad but judges i was watching a ufc video right and the judge wasn't even looking at the fight he was just looking at the ground he wasn't even looking at the fight so stuff like that guys need to be held accountable i think i think things need to change though yeah. something needs to change it's yeah like, definitely def- yeah it needs to change man so stuff like that needs to change but i think in that case on social media, there's not much nuance. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So even if it turns out it was a school card, he looked down once. It's just, he it was all wrong for him because even his like his demeanor when he's sitting down, he don't look interested. So he's looking down right. like that. It looks bad. But right. uh, if everyone finds out, hey, it was a school card, he glanced down once in the whole fight and then he carried on watching the fight. No one's going to hear that. He's always going to be the guy that was looking at his phone in the fight. That's, and this is exactly why... You know what I mean? I said Deontay Wilder is 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 doing okay. You know, being quiet, like, like, like my situation. Like I had a whole thing with Vada, like back in 2008, almost two years ago. Two years ago, yeah, November, make two years ago when I was supposed to fight Charlo. So the truth about that came out, and I was cleared, and I fought five months later. It's still people that come under my page and be like, "Yo, you're a drug user," and it's like, but I was, uh, you know. I was cleared of everything and I fought five months later. Like, like that's out there. Like even during the fight, uh, the commentator said, you know, we had some pre-fight drug screening that kind of messed up his fight, that messed up his fight with Charlo, but he wasn't suspended. So how can a guy get caught on something to come back and fight five months later, especially a Willie Monroe? It's not like I'm Povetkin. You know what I mean? Like this guy's been caught on everything a couple of times and they just keep letting this dude fight. I mean, like, they don't give a freak about Povetkin. <laughs> like, it's not like that. You know what I mean? Like, like let's keep it real, though. Povetkin, I'm in the fucking fight. I'm like, oh, how is like who, who's managing this guy? God? What the hell? Like, <laughs> this guy's getting everything. Then he just knocked down. What's the name? And I'm like, yo, like. Yeah, yeah. That was 41? You had three strikes. You ain't even supposed to be fighting right now. <laughs> you Did know? you watch that fight? Did you I didn't watch the fight. Knockout, and it was it was a uh, it was a real old school move because guys don't do stuff like that no more. 
upper uppercut off the jab, hook off the jab. Those are all old school moves. A lot of these new fighters, you know, they got the one two. That everybody's trying to do the shoulder roll like Floyd and everybody. Oh, yeah. But that old school stuff of hooking off the jab, doubles and triple jabs. You know what I mean? Like using your punches to to dictate a guy's movement. Nobody does that no more. So for him to do that move and the way he just slipped inside, it was like a real Mike Tyson move. The way he threw the jab and then and, and shifted his shoulder. So he could get on the inside, but all he has to do is turn and rip. I was like, yo, it was, it was a beautifully thrown punch. Like it couldn't have been thrown any more beautiful than the way he threw it. Mm. He had intentions on that. I was like, when you were, see, we talked about politics earlier. Gillian White's a guy that's been, I think it's been a thousand days. He's been waiting for his shot. Like over three years, he was WBC mm-hmm. mandatory. And, um, you start to think about politics. And the thing that I think about straight away is you can have the skills, you can have everything, but you got to be strong here, man, to get to that top level because they put so many roadblocks in your way. Goodness, you could be wait. I think, I think Kel Brook was waiting for a long time at the top yeah. of the IBF before he got a shot. He was at the top of the, the IBF rankings for a very long time. Yeah. Then he had to come to America and fight Sean Porter to get it, you know? So I think, I think it hurts the sport, you know? See, when you watch the UFC, the one fights number two. The champion fights number one. It happens, and eyes are going over there now. All the eyes are, right. some eyes are moving from boxing and looking at UFC because these guys are the best guys and they're facing each other. And, you know, not that it's not happening in boxing, but I feel like these guys want to face each other, but there's so much shit involved that it's getting in well, the way. I think there's so much money, man, if we didn't yeah. have which thing that it's not going to be handled because it's human nature, but it's greed. Mm. I could, one thing I can honestly say, I think Dana White, I don't know him personally, I don't know if he's a greedy person or not, but from what I see from the outside, he's a very fair promoter. You know what I mean? Like his, his, his fighters, the fighters may not make the money that like a Canelo or a Floyd Mayweather makes, but they're taken care of. I mean, like out of the gate, UFC fighters will make more than some professional fighters in their first couple of purses than the first than a fighter would in their first couple of purses. Especially if you're building from the ground up, you're building from home with a fan base, you're selling tickets. I had to do that. So you're talking, you know, maybe two grand for a, you know, for a six or an eight rounder, a grand for a four rounder, eight hundred dollars for a four rounder. Mm-hmm. Where in the UFC, once you get up, once you make it into that that part of you know mixed martial arts. I mean, those guys' purses at, you know, in that first two, three fights is at least 10, 15, 20,000 somewhere, something they can live off, kind of. So I think, like I said, even the bigger stars like McGregor and Khabib and stuff, yeah, they may not make the money that Canelo makes, but they make damn good money. And everybody in between makes damn good money. Where in boxing is, you either with the people that got the money or you not. You either got a lot or you ain't got shit. You know what I mean? That's how it is in boxing, whereas in UFC, they spread the money out through everybody, keep everybody happy. Everybody's in one league. Everybody's under one program. Everybody has, I mean, in boxing, you got to follow these rules over here, but you got to know these rules over here. And then these stakes may supersede this title's rule. And this title may supersede this stakes rule. Oh, my goodness, man. It's like, yo, you, you know what I mean? It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, I think, I think the main thing for me is, right, you get the opportunity. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. You get your op- you earn this your opportunity, you get. Right. It's so messed up that you could work so hard for something your whole life. It's not like I right. started last year 
and now I'm here. That never happens. Years and years and years and years of working hard, working your ass off, Man. and you get to your position that you should be, and you've earned it, and you don't get your shot. That's for me. That's the work. That's heartbreaking, man. That breaks my heart. Honestly, what fight fans need to know is that's more. That's more than uh, normal. The story, mm-hmm. you know, more than often, that's the story. It's it's a bunch of different fighters out here. I mean, who have been fighting since they were seven, eight years old, got this highest skill you ever seen because they may not be tied in with the right people or something. We'll never see them. We'll never get that shot. You know. So, I mean. I believe if you just keep running your marathon, you'll get there. Yeah, that's it. Just to keep on pushing, man. Like, I haven't fought in a year and a half, but, I mean, I still eat clean. I, you know, I'm, I, I eat clean. I stay in shape. I still live as if a fight is coming, because mm. it is. Well, you know, and... Who do you want? Who do you want? Um, It's a bunch of different guys out there I could fight, man. I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. fighting Chris Eubank. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't mind fighting Liam Smith. I wouldn't mind fighting uh, any of the super middleweight guys they got. But the, the the fight that I really had my heart set on, and everybody knows this, was the Canelo fight simply because, you know, in 2014, they tried to play me. You know what I mean? They gave me the Gabriel's auto fight on little less than a month notice, maybe three and a half weeks, 12-round title fight. And, you know, they hung a contract out there over my head to fight that I would get the fight with Canelo if I beat Gabriel Zotto. But in their mind, they were like, we're going to have Canelo fight Gabriel Zotto because Willie Monroe's not beating Gabriel Zotto on a three and a half week notice. And on top of that, they genuinely felt that he did better against Golovkin than me. He was on a two fight win streak. Um, Fernando Vargas was training him. So they were just like, yo, he's a new guy and Monroe's not going to beat him. Well, I, I made him look bad. Not only did I beat him, I made him look bad. And they itched their way out of that fight. And I think, I'm like, look, I understand I may not have the, the promotion behind me that you have. I may not have the big management team. I may not have the political dollars that you have. But guess what? You gave a small man a chance under some extreme circumstance, uh, under some extreme circumstances, and you scoffed and laughed at the fact that I would win because you just thought I had no chance. And not only did I win, I made your boy look bad. So simply off of that, like if I'd have won, but then won like a split decision or a close decision, I could see them saying, well, you, but like the judges had me winning uh, 8-4, 9-3, 10-2. I like go look at this. You can look at that on box rec. Judge Hammond went at 8 4 9 3 10 2. So not only did I beat this man on a three and a half week notice, I scraped him. I did not only did I did the opposite of what you guys thought I was gonna do, I did it in such a slick and emphatic fashion. Simply off of that, you should give me my shot. Simply off of that. But you know, this boxing thing, this, this, this uh I'm going to leave it at that. I ain't going to say butter or anything. Simply off of that, I need my shot. And if not him, then, I mean, you got Chris Eubank. You got, um, I mean, after I beat Rosado, I had, it's almost like winning did me a disservice. Because you would think when you win, all right, now we got something else for you. You just came in. I did you win a title. You did it on a three-week. Now we got something. I ain't fight for a whole year. Then I had to come over to London and accept way less money to fight Billy Joe Saunders one day shy of a year later. Anybody else that would have fought and won a fight on that, like a short notice like that, and beat a guy like a Gabe Rosado and won a title, 
it had them back in the ring three, four months later. Yeah. But, you know, I get it. You know what I mean? That's, that's, it's cool. You know what I mean? I believe that God makes no mistakes. And um, the fight that I really want, you know, I think I deserve sometime here is a Canelo fight. But if not, you got Chris Eubank. You got, um, uh, it's a bunch of different fighters out there, man. Like, uh, I'm really not too interested in the whole Charlo business anymore. Because that whole, that whole regime over there is just weird. So I'm not really interested in, in uh, the Charlo business anymore. You know what? I heard that kid Edgar Belanga in the interview was like, yo, I'll, I'll probably take out Willie Monroe. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I haven't man, seen you that. My, you better keep my name out of his mouth, man. I'm like voodoo in this boxing world. I'm not the guy you want to fight. His team. I'm like voodoo. <laughs> goodness, man. His team better keep him far away from me as possible. Dude, you've never been out of the first round. And once I get you into the second round, you're in, you're in foreign territory. <laughs> Uh man, it's Let been fifth or the sixth. You've never been there. Mm-hmm. Hey, you've been there in sparring and stuff, but you've never been there in a fight. But uh, it's not much to figure out. Like after I get you out of the first round, I've got you where you've never been. <laughs> Actually, once the bell rings after the first round and we go sit down in our corners, I've got you somewhere you've never been. Uh you're killing me. <laughs> but uh what is, uh but is anyone if anything you want to share with people? Um only thing, I, only thing I want to tell people, man, is stay safe during this pandemic, man. And if this pandemic has taught us anything, it's to know ourselves, to learn ourselves. And then um, truly, man, I, I know this is cliche, but love your neighbor. You know, love love the people who are, you know what I mean? Forgive people who have done you wrong, man, and love your neighbor, man, because, you know, a lot of this stuff. I'm sorry, I'm still sort of sweating from that. That's so uh, good. But, you know, like, you know, if something was to really come and come and attack us or, or have some type of anything against us, we would all need each other. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to not help somebody or or not get help from somebody simply because their religion or the color of their skin or because we have different political views. So I think, you know, personally, you know, if COVID can put a scare on us like this, like COVID. It's something that like you only see in the movies. Like we've seen movies about like pandemics and you know what I mean, like br- outbreaks and stuff like that. But, you know, I think everyone can honestly say never in a million years, I thought this would happen in my lifetime. And guess what? It's happened. So I think the possibilities are infinite and endless. And I think the only way, the only way we'll be able to get through it as humanity is together. And I know that's just, you know, excuse me for cousin, but I know that sounds so cliche but it's that simple and it's just that true. So if, if 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 I had any gems to drop on anybody, that would be it. Oh, it's a good one too, man. Like I said, I'm going to put uh, Willie Monroe's handle at the bottom of the screen. So make sure you follow Willie Monroe. 